Hello and welcome to the Zatu Games podcast, The Zatcast. My name's Nick, I am one of the writers for Zatu Games and I also run the YouTube channel Board Deck and Dice. Today with some of the other writers we're going to be looking at the games that we're excited about in 2019. Apologies for the delay in this, it is now the third month of 2019. Uh, we're trying to learn this technology as we go, I have not podcasted before but you couldn't tell from my silky smooth voice. So without uh, further ado, let's get straight into it and we're going to go to Will Moffat and see what his most anticipated games of 2019 are. Over to you, Will. Hello there. I'm Will from Board Game Beacon. Now, before I get into my 2019 anticipated games, I'm going to quickly shoehorn in a third entry because I'm going to do two, but this one just has to be included because I went to the City of Games conference in Bristol in early February and I got to play Wingspan. I didn't anticipate I would play Wingspan. I didn't really want to play Wingspan. In fact, I told people I wasn't going to play Wingspan. But then a friend of mine who I already knew invited me to play and I just thought, why not? I thought I was going to not like it and in because it's all about birds. It's a, basically, a, it describes itself as a competitive medium weight card driven engine building board game from Stonemaier Games and you're basically collecting birds. And it was illustrated by, I think, somebody, quite numerous people who are bird illustrators. And it looks like a bird watcher's book put into card format, laid out on a board. And I just really didn't fancy it. But um, basically I played it and I'm actually quite happy to say it was brilliant. Really, really good game. It reminded me a little bit of Terraforming Mars you're building up a tableau of birds and um, you take different actions on different lines, whether in the forest, the grasslands and the water. And as you take these actions, the more birds you have along those lines, the better your actions are. And then you get to sort of go through your birds and activate each bird on the way back. Um, and they all have different abilities, like you might have birds of prey that can eat smaller birds or certain birds that have special one-time effects. I mean, it's just, you've got to check it out It's if you can get hold of it. it apparently, it is extremely difficult to get hold of, but um, if you get a chance to play it, give it a go. Anyway, on to my two selections for my 2019 most anticipated games. First of all, it's got to be Paladins of the West Kingdom. I've played Architects of the West Kingdom quite a lot recently, and I really, really like it. It's a worker placement game. It's got plenty of great mechanics that are all implemented really well such as you can capture other people's workers. You start with a pool of 20 workers, you lay them down um, on the different, different spaces in the board, different locations, you take the action, but then there's no limit to the amount of people who can be on that space, so you can keep putting more people on and getting multiplied benefits. Paladins of the West Kingdom is in the same line, in the same vein. You had a previous trilogy, which was the North Sea Saga, which involved shipwrights of the North Sea, raiders of the North Sea, and Explorers of the North Sea and um, Raiders of the North Sea was the game that I really like. It's a worker placement game, just in the same same sort of vein as Architects. Um, Paladins is a little bit different. It's actually quite a lot more complex and quite a lot more heavyweight. It's set still in the West Francia story. It's about 50 years after the events of Architects of the West Kingdom. The city's pretty much built, but it's under threat from outsiders, such as the, um, the Saracens, the Byzantines, and the Vikings. And what I quite like here is that the artwork shows the Vikings from the North Sea saga, and it's sort of been re-implemented here 
you know, you're not playing as them, they're actually coming to get you. There's actually very little information about this game at the moment, but the game's coming to Kickstarter on the 6th of March, and I expect then there'll be a flood of videos online, there'll be possibly the rulebook made available. The game itself, I've seen pictures, I've seen in a very short introductory video, and to be fair, it looks pretty complicated, but I've been assured that um, it's a lot more simpler when you're playing and it's a lot more clearer. I mean, I guess I'm just looking at this without having read the rules. Well, this game looks like a definite step up in complexity from Architects and from Raiders of the North Sea, but I really can't wait to check it out. And finally, for my last selection, children of the 80s, 70s and late 60s will probably remember the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Wacky Races, where a bunch of crazy people in crazy cars were driving across prairies, forests, across the USA, trying to win races. It almost didn't matter who won. It was all about the antics along the way. You'll remember races such as the Buzzwagon, the Creepy Coop, the Boulder Brothers, and the Army Surplus Special, Professor Pat Pending in his converter car, there's Penelope Pitstop and Peter Perfect, try and say that quickly. And um, most of all, you'll remember Dick Dastardly and Muttley. This board game by Simon, or Cool Mini or Not, or Come On if you're waiting for one of their Kickstarters, looks brilliant. In this game, you'll be drafting um, cards to move along a track which is constructed by, in, with little tiles. It reminds me a little bit of Odin's Ravens. You construct the track out of tiles before the game starts. You'll be drafting cards and trying to move based on the cards you have. Dick Dastardly is always controlled by the game. If he gets ahead, he'll set traps ahead of you. There's all sorts of things like oil slicks, fake tunnels, boulders, just like the cartoon really. The great thing about this game is each character that you can be has their own little dashboard with a set of four special abilities that are very thematic to those characters. I just really can't wait to play this one. When this game was announced, I actually bought my daughters the Wacky Races collection and in one day they got onto disc three of three discs. It went down so well, so I bet this board game will too. Anyway, those are my most anticipated games of 2019. I'm Will Moffat. You can find me on Twitter at BoardGameBeacon. And now I'm going to hand you back to Nick. Thanks for that, Will. Although I do have to let you know that... I've heard early reports that Wacky Races is an absolute affront to gaming. Sorry about that, mate. One of my most anticipated games of 2019 comes from the same design team as one of my existing favourite games. That game is Trois, or Troys, if you're saying it without checking on Wikipedia how it should be pronounced. Uh, in Trois, you are placing dice out to um, various uh, houses and you get meeples in return for those which you can then use on the board to gather victory points, to gather favour tokens which let you manipulate dice and to gather um, coins. I think I said coins. Coins or victory points. You can get both of them. Uh, what I really like about Toi is that you can take other people's dice and they have to accept it. Yes, you give them a little bit of money but they can't they can't say no to you taking one of their dice as long as you've got the money. And that creates a real tension between doing things in the right order because if you don't use your best dice early enough or the dice that you want to use early enough, you run a real risk of someone else taking those. And yes, you'll get a little bit of money, but dice in general are better than money in the game. 
There are also secret objectives for the end game where you will know one of the secret objectives, but that's going to score for everyone. So players will be analysing the way you play, seeing where you put your resources and thinking, oh, maybe they've got that end game scoring card and maybe I should uh, invest in that area as well. It's a great game. Uh, it is very dry in theme. It's themed around the French city of Troyes and uh, that's probably all I could tell you about the theme. <laughs> um, you're building a cathedral. I mean, who isn't in a Euro these days? So, uh, yeah, when you ex look at the game coming from the same designers as this, you expect another kind of Euro setting typical game. What these designers have done is gone to the future. And in Black Angel, the game that is coming out in 2019 from the same design team, you are on a ship that is sent from Earth to find a habitable planet. Now, because none of the nations trust each other's AI, all the players are going to be playing AIs that have been uh, tasked with looking after this ship, and the AI that does the base, best job is going to reawaken humanity. There is dice rolling, there is this fantastic board that kind of goes in two directions, but basically the reason I'm interested in this is because of the design heritage um, and Trois being one of my favourite games. As such, Trois is available on Zatu. Please go and check that out. Remember the website from the start. And let's go now and hear from Joe about his most anticipated game for 2019. My most anticipated game of 2019 is Blood on the Clock Tower, a social deduction game from the Pandemonium Institute. Demons have infiltrated a small town and are murdering the population. It's up to the townspeople to stop them, but they don't know who to trust. I used to play Mafia and Werewolf a lot before I got into board games. And when I got into the hobby, games like Avalon and Coup were the catalysts that really dragged me feet first into it. The rush of lying to your friends, trying to remember all the different bits of revealed information, and the final twist when it all comes out are my favourite moments in board gaming. There isn't another genre of game like it. My collection is still dominated by stuff like Cockroach Poker, Skull and Insider. All games that borrow varying amounts from Werewolf and Mafia. So hearing about a game like Blood on the Clock Tower is always going to get me interested. But with a healthy edge of scepticism. Because recent entrants into this genre can be a bit gimmicky. And don't really do anything to improve upon the Avalon formula. At first glance, Blood on the Clock Tower contains a narrator role called the Storyteller. And Character Death. These are both things that I feel are better off out of these games. But Blood on the Clock Tower seems determined to prove me wrong. The narrator role is actually a skilled and enjoyable activity. The storyteller gets influence on the game and gets to keep secrets from the players. There's being poisoned or drunk, which means the player doesn't actually know what effect their action is having. And the storyteller gets to decide what they reveal to those players. So you get some serious narrative influence on the game as the storyteller. Characters are dying, but they still have an influence on the game. They're not eliminated, they're just dead. They still get to vote one more time as ghosts, and they can still talk to other players, which is something that these games often don't allow. Some roles are actually wanting to die, with an ability that triggers upon death. So you're going to find that players are still invested in the game, and still want to play even after their character is dead. And, most interesting of all, players who turn up late to a session can join in. They appear as travellers visiting the village, and the storyteller gets to decide who they're going to turn up as, 
If the evil team appears to be on course to cruise to an easy victory, then they can add the Traveller as a good player who can disrupt that. The game has been in development for a while and does seem to have benefited from the extended playtesting time, with several editions already planned out and absolutely massive amount of roles on their roadmap. The roles, although numerous, are simple and have to be explained in one line of text, which will massively help with introducing people to the game when you've got a lot going on. Blood on the Clock Tower should be on Kickstarter this year, but it's been delayed already because unfortunately one of the team has been in a coma. Although according to a recent blog post, apparently the player in the coma briefly came round in order to correct an error someone in the room had made while discussing the game. If that's not dedication, then I don't know what is. Thanks very much, Joe. I'd literally never heard of that game until just now. So I think we've all learned something today. And when I say all, I mean mainly just me. My second most anticipated game of 2019 is one that I cannot tell you a lot about because I've literally only just heard of it. A few days ago, I was reading uh, on Facebook, uh, on some board game groups, and I saw mention of a game called Flotilla from WizKids. Now, there's not even much about this on BGG, but from what I could glean, it is an open-ended, open-world uh, game in the vein of something like Western Legends, but set in 1954 at sea. So you're a fleet commander who is trying to bring prosperity to humanity's new home. You're going to be exploring the ocean, salvaging, building and developing your crew, gaining influence with governing guilds, and then possibly adding stuff to a flotilla itself by attaching your watercraft. So flotilla is this basically this new um, floating man-made island that is housing humanity. So it's kind of an alternate history game, um, but it's really the kind of open-ended gameplay at sea that really uh, and it attracts me. I haven't played a 100% satisfying piratey nautical game yet, and I'd really like to get into one of those. So Flotilla from WizKids Games uh, is one that I'm going to be looking out for in 2019. Now our last contributor today is the Honest Meeple, Tom, and he's going to tell you uh, a couple of games that he's really interested for for 2019, and he's going to do so maybe a little bit quieter than everyone else because he gave me quieter files, and that's just the truth. I'm not I'm not having a go at him, Just just happened. But I'll do what I can on the audio, and we'll see if we can hear anything from Tom. Hi there, guys. It's Tom from The Honest Meeple, here to talk about my most anticipated games of 2019. I have to say, I think two really stand out for me, so let's get on to the first one. This is actually a Kickstarter. It's... Uh, it used to have those an original um, game. Uh, however, this has been rebranded and redone by Simon. It is... Project Elite by Simon and Artipia Games. It is a cooperative real-time strategy fighting game. You take on the role of a soldier and this, this group of soldiers you will have to kind of fight off an onslaught of aliens that have come to try and get into the base. These aliens will, will spawn in four different locations and they move um, according to the arrows that are placed on the map. And they will move a certain number of spaces when they spawn, but they also roll during your dice rolling phase. So the dice rolling phase is the real-time element. So you'll have two minutes to roll a handful of dice as many times and as quickly as possible. Um, 
as, as much as you want, basically. And all of these signs dictate different actions you can do. So you can use them to fire your weapon. You can use them to search if you're on a search space. You can use them to complete objectives. However, if you roll the alien side on the dice, you have to stop and you have to move that many aliens. So if you roll three dice, you move three aliens, depending on how many spaces they move. The alien runners are obviously going to be running three spaces. The uh, the shooters, I think, roll two. Um, and the biters... Um, they they move one, I believe. I'm not entirely sure on the rules, but that's that's basically the elements. So you have two minutes to do that, and you just have to fight them off. You have to stop them from getting to your base. And it's it, it sounds fascinating. I've never played a real time board game before, and I'm I'm interested to see how it plays and how strategic you can actually be. I'm guessing you can kind of build your actions up and then use them throughout the game. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I am really looking forward to that. It's tipped for a November release, I believe. Of course, being Simon, they've miniaturised the hell out of it. I'm not complaining because the miniatures look awesome. And who can turn down a nice miniature? However, that is that is Project Elite. It's interestingly one of Tom Vassell's top games. He's, he really enjoyed the, the, the first edition, let's say, uh, from Artipia Games. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what it can bring to the table. So that is Project Elite, one of my most anticipated games of 2019. And that takes me on to the second one, the one that was announced fairly recently by Fantasy Flight Games. Perhaps one of my favourite IPs, and I'm I'm absolutely buzzing for this because I've had comparisons, I've heard people compare it to Mansions of Madness, and I would imagine if that is the case, it's Mansions of Madness on speed. This it is, of course, Lord of the Rings Journeys in Middle-Earth. This is a fully cooperative game that is driven by a companion app, and you will take on the role of... Characters within the within the universe. So you'll have Frodo, Gimli, Legolas, to name just a few of them, and you will you will use cards, a, a hand of cards, uh, to use your different skills, abilities, complete actions, and fight the dark forces within Middle Earth. You'll have a main board where you travel. It will be the, the wide expanse of Middle Earth. However, you enter a fight with an orc. You will have a second board next to the main board where it kind of zooms in on the battle, and you do it on a. a a kind of a smaller scale board and it, it it sounds so simple but i just i can see this being like incredible and really immersive so i'm looking forward to seeing how that how that plays out there well of course again i, I believe there are miniatures but the the companion app is going to drive this game and Manchester madness is one of my top games that, that always finds its way to the table uh, for me personally, so I'll be interested to see how this plays out, whether Fancy Flight can keep up the momentum as they have done with Mansions. Um, that is tipped, f um, Lord of the Rings Journey to Middle-Earth is tipped for a July release, I believe it's quarter two, but I believe it's the, the kind of the, the back end of quarter two. We'll have to wait and see whether they can keep up with their timeline, but so far the information that we've got looks very promising, so I'm looking forward to trying that out and seeing what it can bring to the table. So there we go, guys. Two of my most anticipated games for this year. 2019 so far has been a great year with a lot of new releases being announced. And yeah, I'll be interested to see whether it can uh, top last year in terms of the, the quality of games that have been uh, being produced. But there we are. We can, uh, we can but wish to see what happens later on in the year, but I'm sure we can keep up the momentum. So thanks very much for listening, guys. I'll hand back to Nick and I'll hopefully speak to you all next time. So guys, thanks very much for joining us on our first ever Zapcast. If you have any suggestions for future Zapcasts, please uh, tweet us with the hashtag Zapcast 
or uh, send us a message on Facebook. We are hoping to bring you more of these podcasts with more of our writers involved and to uh, add stuff to the format that we're doing. So please hit us up with your ideas. We also do live video on Facebook Live via our page. We do unboxings. We're doing more and more interviews with people from the industry. And there is, of course, our YouTube channel as well as the blog on our website. If you are a creative writer or YouTuber or you would like to start getting into that, please come and look at the Write For Us page on our website and think about joining the team. It's a good laugh. There's seven of us going to the UK Games Expo this year uh, and we would love to see you there. Come and introduce yourselves to us. Thanks very much for listening and we will hopefully see you next time on the Zapcast.